Happy Friday, and welcome to Life Grooves, the show where we explore Philadelphians' lives through their favorite music. I'm your host, Suzanne B. Miller, and you're listening to the show on Germantown Community Radio, 92.9 FM, WGGTLP, Philadelphia, and on gtownradio.com. My guest today is Meg Wise, the Executive Director of the Philadelphia Outward Bound School. Meg, welcome to Life Grooves. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. Oh, I am too. And I should say for guests, we are um, recording this over Zoom, which is, I think, the new normal um, here, probably worldwide, <laughs> where there, wherever Zoom touches um, as a result of the COVID virus. So we're not in the studio today, but um, I felt it was important to just keep doing the show. And I really wanted you as one of my first guests just because of your role here in Philadelphia. And I don't know about you, but the natural world has certainly helped me a lot in the past few weeks. And yeah, so the Philadelphia Outward Bound School, where I'm the executive director, is located in a beautiful, beautiful space in Fairmount Park. Uh, it's called the Discovery Center, and it's a new amenity that um, our organization and the local affiliate of Audubon created. It opened about a year and a half ago. It's on a 100-plus-year-old reservoir mm. in East Fairmount Park. And I popped in there this morning. Like We haven't been working there for over a month, but I popped in to get the mail. And um, it's just so stunning. It's a 30-acre reservoir, tons of birds on it. Mm. Um, it's really, really beautiful. And just to have connection to beautiful natural spaces, um, you know, for all of us and all of the kids in Philadelphia right now who are stuck at home, it's yeah. just like a reminder of how important it is to seek out those spaces. Like, mm -hmm. of course, remembering social distancing and being careful, but like really being intentional about putting ourselves in beautiful natural spaces. And it is really restorative. It really yeah. has an impact. Yeah, and I, 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 think, I think we're so blessed here in Philadelphia to have that green space in so many parts of the city. Like our founders were so smart about setting up both pocket parks and neighborhood garden. I mean, and, and but just even the Fairmount Park system to, you know, in some ways was a, a reaction to their own epidemics that were occurring hundreds of years ago and that safe water supply was so important. So um, I'm, I've been reminded by more than a few friends through this that um, Philadelphia has had its share of pandemics before and the city really pulled together during those crises. And I think the same, I would hope the same is happening with our generation and how we're reacting to it. But I also know we have a lot of great music to play <laughs> and only an hour in which to do it. Let's just get going with, with the Clash. Great. It's your first song and uh, Lost in the Supermarket you know, from their great album, London Calling. What? So tell me why this song made your list. So first, let me tell you that this putting up together a list of eight <laughs> or nine songs is impossible because yeah. I approached this sort of like autobiographically. And I was thinking of like the first songs that really stuck with me that I can still like remember and sing in my head like when I was little and had a red and white Fisher Price record player. I don't know if you had that. I think a lot of kids in the 70s. Someone in my neighborhood had it. Yeah, it ran on batteries. 
And do you remember when they had um, little 45s on the back of cereal boxes? Yes. Okay. So the first song that I really wanted to put on here was um, the Archie's Sugar Sugar. Oh, right. That really like stuck with me. Um, But I saved you and did not do that. And that would be in my head for a few days afterwards. (laughs) And then um, I had a, oh, Snoopy and the Red Baron. That was a really um, powerful song of childhood. Yeah. Um, And then the first song that is, that sticks with me too, is actually um, like my most formative band was the Sex Pistols. But I also thought, okay, maybe not on the radio show today. So the Clash was the first one where it was this, for me and being, I guess, in high school and so many memories of what that era of feeling kind of unempowered mm-hmm. and a little resentful and, um, you know, suspicious of power. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the clash just illustrates all these principles of like social justice and power of the people mm-hmm. in ways that to me are so poetic and I love them like I started listening in the probably early 80s maybe 1980 yeah. Yeah. and I still like it's on my, my the music on my phone you know and it pops up all the time and I love it it is like music of of power and compassion and community to me so yeah. and actually um I didn't think of this when I put it on the list for you but all the days that I've been in the supermarket lately with my mask on <laughs> are also, yes, I am so I lost. I no longer it. shop happily. <laughs> it's really like, gotta get in, gotta get out. Talk to yeah, I, yeah, that's a good, good way to think about it. All right, well, let's, let's listen to it and, um, and yeah, get lost, get lost in, in the sound of the clash. Here we go. Yeah. 
the shop happily. I came in here for a special offer, a guaranteed personality. songs um they're playing we can usually chit chat with the guest and catch up on other things but today we just um i go and checked our emails and danced along <laughs> <laughs> what do they call it parallel play right yeah the, a couple of times i wanted to ask you or i wanted to say something i'm like no it's recording right. just sit here quietly <laughs> <laughs> It's all good. We're, you know, that's the one thing I've have found maybe in this. Well, so we're all, I guess we adapt, right? Yeah. Um, and maybe that's a good segue into the modern world. <laughs> song, your next song. Another great, but like punk rock song. Yeah, um, I told you I'm trapped in the late seventies, early eighties. Um, yeah, and this, so a lot of these, when I was thinking of these songs, I just had these really vivid memories of like buying the record at my <laughs> local record store where I grew up in Tucson, Arizona. Oh, and, that's um, okay. Wow. Yeah, and the jam was just a huge discovery for me and in high school, and I love them. I think they're brilliant. Um, I, I don't know if you know that later after the jam folded, they turned into a band. Some of the members turned into a band called the Style Council. Oh, right. Um, right, right, And right. I'm also a fan of the Style Council. Yeah, yeah. They were big in the college, <laughs> my college era. Yeah. yeah, I never I never knew that connection. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the um, Peter Weller, the singer, just, um, I don't know why I know these things. He grew up in a home without indoor plumbing, so... That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like in London or somewhere in England. And again, it's this music is super poetic to me and mm -hmm. captures kind of, you know, angst and 
unrest. And for me, it's really soothing and comforting Mm -hmm. just to think about all the times throughout history when people have, you know, been angstful and scared and things have been rotten and beauty has come out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. And, um, yeah, I have nothing. <laughs> nothing yet. But those sentiments, except to say why we should play it, I think. Good. All right, here we go. It is uh, The Jam with their um, song, The Modern World, from their album called This Is the Modern World, which came out in 1977. Here we go. This is a modern world. This, this is the modern world. thinking about the style council and how different (laughs) yeah it gets like really jazzy and smooth and the 80s yeah it goes from like anger (laughs) margaret you know we all hate margaret thatcher like (laughs) well why don't we we get back to your music and your next song is um one by the velvet underground called sunday morning and I love this great song um, about paranoia. <laughs> <laughs> Curious. Yeah. So I, as I said, I, I like was going 
sort of biographically or autobiographically like on a linear line mm-hmm. of like music I discovered and when I discovered the Velvet Underground which of course is earlier than the other two yeah. songs that we played um yeah it's so um so pivotal like I feel like the Velvet Underground is kind of like the genesis of all modern music for me like and I think all the music I like is inspired by the Velvet Underground they are just sort of like the original source and mm. I had a really I had a very funny experience with um my son who is now like grown um when he was probably 12 or uh, early teens 11 mm-hmm. 12 I don't know when kids start listening to music that maybe you don't like and mm-hmm. you're on right. a car trip and you're in the car for a long time and that um, never happens <laughs> um you can imagine yeah and uh I think we we're playing the bone underground and he wanted to listen to something that I just thought, oh, I don't want to listen to that. That's not good. Um, but, you know, your parents, and so, of course, you do. Um, and But it was a little painful. And yes. then uh, years later, when he was in college, and he was a DJ on his uh, radio, his college radio station. Oh, cool. And now he has great taste in music, like really great. And he turns me on to all sorts of things. But one time on his show a few years ago, he was playing something and it wasn't the Velvet Underground, but then he went into like what I just described to you, how I think this is the source of all the music I love. And he did that. He said, my mom taught me that this is the source of all the music I love. And I'm so grateful to her for introducing me to the Velvet Underground. So that was really lovely. That was a very positive parenting experience. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, like you hope the lessons are seeping in, like Rosbo, you know, whatever it is, they're rolling their eyes, and, yeah, and then you see these glimpses of like, oh, they were paying attention. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So and yeah, again. Just, so what? What? What about this song in particular? I just think Lou Reed is the best poet. Yeah. Um, you know, as a songwriter and a musician, but a poet and this is such a melancholy and just beautiful and like sort of haunting but also mm-hmm. calming and just a loving song to me okay well let's listen to it then uh sunday morning by the velvet underground and the um album velvet underground which with the andy warhol banana on it all right here we here we go sunday morning Just a restless feeling by my side Early dawning, Sunday morning It's just the wasted years so close Falling. I've got 
to me even that song in what way um well i don't so you said you thought it was you thought it was about paranoia well that's what i read that it was oh okay i didn't know that andy warhol said to that to lou reed write a song about paranoia (laughs) that's what it came up with maybe paranoia is about sunday mornings (laughs) it's so funny it sounds so comforting to me yeah Um, It just kind of like if you're trying to create just spaces of kind of stillness, like that, that song seems about a space of stillness, but of um, kind of feeling supported, like the line, the lyric about, you know, there's always someone's going to call. I don't, it just feels like you're in this space, maybe of solitude or um, stillness, but you're not alone. Yeah. To me, it sounds like a song like You're Not Alone, even though there is like a kind of lonely and melancholy. Mm-hmm. I will remind listeners that you are tuned in to Life Grooves. I'm your host, Suzanne B. Miller, and you're listening to Life Grooves on Germantown Community Radio, 92.9 FM, WGGTLP Philadelphia, and on gtownradio.com. My guest today is Meg Wise, who is the executive director of the Philadelphia Outward Bound School. And we are going through her life musically. And we um, have been in the late 60s and 70s. We're, we're about to flash forward <laughs> to this century <laughs> with a great song by The Killers uh, called Mr. Brightside. And Meg, I, this is a great, I just think this is a fabulous song and um, made me smile when I heard it. So I love to hear why it, why it, it's resonated with you and why it made your list. Yeah. So to me, this is, you know, pop music and I guess I might like classify myself as kind of a music snob of like the mid eighties post punk genre. Um, And I skipped over a lot, but to get into more like contemporary music, like it's very sad. Like I didn't get to put David Bowie on Yeah, the talking heads or so many um (laughs) yeah but um this and this was one where when I I mentioned before like you know family trips in a car and listening to music and talking about music and um this when the killers first came out just said "Eh, it's pop 
but I love this song mm-hmm. and it's probably what, like 10 years old at this point, more than yeah, that. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, 2004. 15. So yeah, yeah. isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, that just came out. Yeah. I love, And you still, you hear it on the radio a lot, right? But whenever it comes on, if I'm driving or just wherever I am, I just want to start dancing around. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, again, super melancholy. Yeah, I was going to say, emo. another like song about... <laughs> Jealousy and <laughs> yeah, it's all in my head. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Listeners will have noticed the very heavy emo theme that runs throughout all my songs. Emo, tell me, emo, elect. Oh, um, I don't. You know, I might be misusing it, but just as a no, genre no. of just kind of uh, again, like post punk or okay. second, third generations out of just emotional angst and alienation and uh, sadness okay (laughs) sounds good (laughs) all right well with that let us go to um, mr brightside poor man jealous (laughs) thinks his lover's cheating on him but even he knows it's it could all be in his head
what it is about the killers, but I also just want to sing along with every, pretty much every song they ever yeah. made or that I ever heard on the radio from them. Yeah. Um, I did not just now. So you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking it in your head. It'd be a fun group to see like live. Oh. Have you seen them live? Yes, I have. And that's so funny. That might be why I put it on here too. I mean, I had many reasons, but um, yeah. Okay. Same son that I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was his first concert and he might've been like 12 or I don't know, like old enough to go to a concert, but not really old enough to go with his friends. Right. So um, he and I went together and I, I mean, it was just like, um, I forget where it was, the factory or something. So it's uh -huh. just a big open space. And of course, as soon as it started, I was dancing like a maniac and I could hear my son next to me through clenched teeth, stop moving, put your arms down, stop. <laughs> Was you can't very not funny. dance to that song. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, that was hilarious. So, awesome. yeah, just all little things like that that just, like, embed a song in your yeah. DNA. And then you just love it. And it's Absolutely. part of you. Absolutely. Well, um, the next song is by a group that I had never heard of, a French band, I guess, called Phoenix. Oh, yeah, I think they're from France. Um, okay. But they're pretty, I think they live in America because one of them, I forget their, I don't know the individual's names or I've forgotten them, but one of them is married to Sophia Copeland. Oh, the okay. Movie maker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Francis Ford's daughter. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so, well, so tell me, like, how did you hear this group? What? <laughs> what? Yeah. So this is also like in the semi contemporary, although this is old yeah, too. What's this like? Yeah, 2009, okay. old, yeah. yeah, it's pretty old. Um, you know, at the time was on the radio a lot. Um, again, I think it's just super danceable and um, it's very joyous mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. in a way. Yeah. Um, you just want it like wherever you, if you're in your kitchen or in your car and it comes on the radio, you just want to turn it up really loud and dance about, or I do. Okay. So. Well, it's a great, it's called, so it's called. Listomania? Yeah. Okay. And the, yeah, and I think by the, like a reaction to the composer, the classical composer. Oh, yeah. okay. Because the album is called Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix. Yes. Which made me smile. <laughs> <laughs> this is Listomania by Phoenix. Master the masses 
My daughter came in in the middle of this. Was, yeah, oh, great! Oh, um, and your your next one is um, a woman whose stage name is Frankie Cosmos, and a song called "Dancing in the Public Eye." I this another artist I'd not heard of. <laughs> so tell me about her. Yeah, so Frankie, this is pretty new. This is just for a few years old, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Frankie Cosmos is a young person who. Um, I think her real name is Greta Klein. Yeah, she's and the daughter I read of Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein, yeah. And I think um, uh, she's a pretty simple musical style. And as I understand it, has recorded like hundreds or thousands of songs, like her and her guitar in her bedroom. Um, <laughs> but like she started to put out albums and she tours a lot. Yeah, I've seen her a lot. She comes to Philadelphia a lot. Huh. Um, how did you for her? How did you learn about her? Um, probably my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. When he was in his um college station DJ days, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I think in like my secret alternate life, I would be um a like a libertist or like writing lyrics for a musical or something. That would be like my, like it's never going to happen, but secret dream life. Right. And um, I love kind of, there's a stream of conscious element to her lyrics Mm. and I just, yeah, like to make up similar lyrics and just (laughs) sing them. There you go. Well, and I, when I heard the song, there's a line in it says the ceiling is the sky and the rug is the leaves. So that I was wondering about just Philadelphia Outward Bound School and, you know, just the work that you do there, um, really introducing young people to that concept of the sky 
being the the ceiling for them for the days that they're out on the trail. Yeah, yeah, and the um, the outward bound experiential education model um, that you're referring to, and what we've been doing for 26 years in Philadelphia is um, getting kids out into the wilderness. So mm-hmm. on hiking trips or canoeing trips, rock climbing. Um, you know, kids who are growing up in the city don't have that as just a normal part of, you know, how they would spend time or just experiences that they would have connection to. Um, and the idea is to help them find their inner strength mm-hmm. and their resilience and their, you know, ability to form bonds with teammates. So we take classrooms, you know, of kids out or small groups of kids um, and they're put in really challenging situations, mm-hmm. you know, reading a map and using a compass and finding their way through the woods and, it's really hard. And sometimes you feel like you can't do it Mm -hmm. Um, or it starts raining or you realize the map has been upside down all day (laughs) and you're lost and you're way farther away than you thought and you're hungry. And, but you know, finding your inner capacity to get over those challenges and to do it together as a team is just a formative experience that sets a young person up to do anything. Yeah, I agree. And it's, you know, and I think I just read an an article about anxiety in children. And I think so much of it too is the overprotectiveness of parents and that part of that experience of being in the outdoors with a group of your peers, you know, with some adults along, but like, but you've got to figure it out. You have to solve that problem and no one, you know, a parent isn't going to be there to solve it for you. And that can be really helpful. Um, yeah. as try to navigate other things. Um, yeah. And as we talked about in the beginning, just the um, that solace and strength that can come from being out in the middle of nowhere too. Yeah, I should. We were talking before we started recording about um, this Wendell Berry poem. Oh yeah, would you like to read it before we yeah. listen to Frankie Cosmos? Have yeah, you- I, I do. When the, but I want to say about Frankie Cosmos before I forget that okay. I'm really glad you called out that lyric because I just think of like all of us right now who you know, it can be hard to go outside and we're, you know, asked to stay in our homes. So like to reimagine the ceiling is the sky or the rug mm-hmm. is, you know, the leaves is, that's a, that's a good kind of thought exercise. Um, yeah. But okay. So yeah, it's a poem that I, um, I can't even remember how I found it, but I really love it. And it's by a contemporary poet named Wendell Berry. And it's called The Peace of Wild Things. Mm. And it goes like this. When despair for the world grows in me and I wake in the night at the least sound in fear of what my life and my children's lives may be, I go and lie down where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief. I come into the presence of still water and I feel above me the day blind stars waiting with their light for a time I rest in the grace of the world and am free. Beautiful. Thank so you. Nice. You're welcome. Beautiful. Um, and it's all right. in here in Philadelphia too, that piece. You know, the, what's that? Oh yeah. The description you had earlier of. Yeah. Of the, the discovery reservoir. center and the reservoir. Yeah, it's all there waiting for us. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, let's, let's go into Dancing in the Public Eye, and we'll think of that beautiful poem as we hear her sing. Here we go. My ass is made of velvet, and my hips are made of stone. And if you really love me, you will leave me alone. I want to go dancing. 
sleep under the Christmas tree I want to go And I think it's, okay, so when I say, no, it's so simple, but um, like the lyrics are simple or it's not, you know, like a complicated like orchestration or anything, but it's really hard to sing because like the beat of the lyric is off the, it's different from the beat of the instrument. Oh, okay. So um, it's hard. It's very, they're kind of challenging tunes just to sing if you were singing along. But Frankie Cosmos has it. She's figured it She's out. She's so good at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. We are, we got a trip through this world of music. Um, and your next song is um, an artist by the name of Kevin Abstract. And this song came out just about four years ago called Empty. Um, I'm curious about about this song and him and how you discovered him and why he's on your list. Yeah. So um, this artist I discovered through my daughter um, who is more gets into like hip hop and, mm-hmm. um, and that genre. Um, and I think he's, yeah, he does this single. Um, he's a single artist, but he also um, is in some musical collectives. Um, mm-hmm. Rockhampton, I think is one. Um, and, um, I, so I listen to a lot of hip hop as well. Um, mm-hmm. this is the only one I put on here. Um, I just think it is, um, so evocative of a certain like hot afternoon or, um, it like, it reminds me of modernist poetry. This may sound really far fetched, but think of like William Carlos Williams and, mm-hmm the red, red, red wheelbarrow, this song and like the, the 10 speed bike. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it is just so, it just evokes a lot of colors for me mm-hmm. and um, clear sunlight. And again, I think it, again, it, very similar to all the songs, like strains of melancholy, yeah. um, not quite fitting in little disenfranchisement, but like finding a beauty mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. So I love it. I listen to it all the time. There's another newer song he has that is actually, I think, my current favorite song called Crumble, oh. which I was very tempted to put on here as well. Okay. But um, my daughter told me that he doesn't really like the album that Crumble is on and that uh-huh. he had to make it for a record deal. So um, this is so this is 
<laughs> untainted more of a personal that. thing. Um, yeah. And it's from an album called American Boyfriend. Um, and uh, he, I guess he came out as gay around the same time that this album came out. So there's also so that sort of under undertone as well, and at least in the song. So yeah. Um, let's. All right. Well, let let's listen to it. Here we go. Sweaty palms as I walk down this empty road I got a mom but we ain't spoke And I don't know I had a heart that don't speak to me anymore And life get hard but these last days we made more I'm just trying to get my bands up While you running through the banners I don't understand this You should find your way home. I hate my yearbook photo I hate my passport, I hate my last name I hate everything it stands for I should probably transfer Blue and brown dance ports How to pull a transport I never went to prom Now I'm stuck on the dance floor Just holding your hand Just holding your hand So I gotta go home Mom's blowing off my phone So I gotta go home I love my mom Tattooed on my sleeve. I think about you all the time. I've waited for you all my life. I need you right here by my side. something yeah the images of that in that song the teenage angst 
Um, well, just a reminder to folks that you are listening to Life Grooves on Germantown Community Radio 92.9 FM, WGGTLP Philadelphia, and on gtownradio.com. I'm your host, Suzanne B. Miller, and my guest today is Meg Wise, the Executive Director of the Philadelphia Outward Bound School. Um, Kate, I, so I had said we might have, I think we have time. We're going to try to figure this out. Well, we're, let's play the replacement song. <laughs> And then and we'll edit, and then we'll have room for the last one, too. So we're going to try to squeeze in all of this. Okay, great. So, so, the, so you added a last-minute addition at my prompting was um, Kiss Me on the Bus by The Replacements. So tell me about this one and how it, how it came onto your list at the la- at last there was, Yeah, as I said, like, too bad the show's not five hours long. Yeah. It would be much easier to pick 50 songs. Yeah. So hard to pick eight or nine songs. Um, yeah, so when I first was working on the list, there were just so many that I had scratched off, and the replacements were one like, okay, I can't send her 20 songs, so I'll take this one off. <laughs> um, but I think it, I mean, when we were going through sort of chronologically, it's the same sort of like mid-80s. Yeah. Um, low raw sound like it's not very engineered it's just that aesthetic that in going through this process to to share the music with you you just realize that all the music that really sticks with me it's really very similar Mm. um but yeah and I was getting when I was talking with my family last night at dinner about this list and they were like wait are there any women on there? Yeah. Well, yes. No, it's Frankie Cosmos. And yeah. like, so it's a pretty kind of homogenous group, but um, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, it's, I feel like I'm beating the theme, you know, I'm the same theme a lot, but kind of like a, a comfort in kind of a lonely situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, maybe, the, maybe the coronavirus crisis is weighing on me more heavily than I- and I was aware. Like, <laughs> urge it through this. Exercise. Yeah. Well, um, it, it's a fun song and a good song. So yeah, I think their placements are so happy. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Kiss me on the bus by the replacements.
fun. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get on the bus again. <laughs> I know. I think, isn't the, there a strike today? For uh, I think the mayor, people? mayor was able to call it, call off the, the action. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I'm sure he had a, a chat and yeah. reminding of what's at stake, which, yeah. um, you know, people can't get to their essential jobs. I mean, now more than ever essential. Um, but probably, hopefully we'll be back on the bus soon. Maybe not kissing on the bus for a little while. <laughs> well, or behind masks. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, Meg, we have come to the last song, and um, it is a beautiful song by Tom Waits called Martha from his 1973 album, uh, Closing Time. And um, I'd love to know why this one made your list. Yeah. So Tom Waits is like a family favorite for a long time. Um, and we, my family enjoys camping and you know sitting around a fire and this is one where my husband who plays guitar um this is like a sing-along song for us so um wanted to include it for that reason there's so many great tom Waits songs so um you know they're they're all awesome but this is so poignant and so beautiful and um yeah i suddenly listening to that last one it's like all of my songs are sad love songs Right? Yeah. There's like, there are love songs and there's this little bit of yeah, little twins of, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And this one is basically, you know, he's making a phone call to an old, old lover and wondering how she's doing. Yeah. It's just beautiful. It is. Um, so Meg, I want to thank you for being on Life Grooves today. This has been oh. a, just a real treat. Um, just just wonderful. And um, thank you all listeners out there uh, tuning in today. Um, I hope everybody stays well and um, socially distant. Um, thank you so much for having me. This was really, really fun and a great exercise. Even people who aren't guests on your show should just think through like all their, their repertoire of old yeah. music. Um, yeah, it was very fun and I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. It was great. And I did want to dedicate this song to my friend, Sally. And uh, with that, we will close. Here it is, Martha by Tom Waits.
much older now You're much older too How's the husband and how's your kids You know that I got married too Lucky that you found someone to make you feel secure Cause we were all so young and foolish And now we are mature And those were days of roses Poetry and prose and mother Yes, that I'll... 